Two dudes talking about Scooby-Doo. Two dudes just like you. Unless you're a lady, mm, this show is for ladies too. If you're LGBTQ, we are your Scooby-Doos. So, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Luke is not around right now. I have no idea where he is. But but it's just the two of us. I think I, I'd sort of... I thought we had agreed that this was just going to be our time together. Right. It's just our project here on out, you and me, the Scooby Dudes. And, and <laughs> you're sure he's not any, you've checked under, under the beds, you've checked, I mean, I know he's quite, he's quite slender, so maybe you've checked um, all the crawl spaces in your home. I've looked in the air conditioner vents, I've looked in the fridge, um, the freezer, everywhere he could possibly be hiding. Did you look under I, the I fridge? Don't see him. I did look under the fridge. I moved the stove um, and checked the microwave. The toaster? Um, the drawers. Toaster, I forgot to look. One, one second. <laughs> Sounds like he's on the toaster. Okay, hold up. ka No, we're clear. <laughs> 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 ah, I told you to stop doing that. Hey, I'm, I was in the, I was behind the toaster that's by your computer. I knew you'd never check there, and I just popped out behind it. Kind of looked like I was inside of it. Hey, hey, empty Sam. Uh, you couldn't find. It took you so long to find me. I was there for like two days. You just went on with your life without being able to find me. Mm. And hang on, what's this? What's that? What window that you just slid oh, behind no, uh, the Amazon? What? No, I, I here. Let me let me click click. Click my way over there. Evan, Evan, hey, what are you doing uh, chatting with Empty Sam? Uh, no, no, it's, um, I'm, uh, uh, M, 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 me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's a Emmy, you, Evan. Emmy, uh, <laughs> good, good Mario reference. Emmy got a haircut, looks a little different now, but, um, it's just Emmy. Uh, looks a little better you, you, now. Wait, you think this is... <laughs> You Emmy, ex- um, I know it's it's midnight for you in Australia, in Australia. right? Hold, Australia. Hold up, hold up, um, hold up, hold up. Emmy, I'm so sorry I confused you with Evan. This is really embarrassing. Boy, is there egg on my face. Oh, no, no problem. It's 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 fine. If, if anything, I'm, uh, I'm honored uh, to be confused for someone like him. Really, that's that's a very different line than I generally hear you say about Evan Emmy. No, I mean, what the kind what do of, I normally say? What do uh, I normally say about well, Evan? I mean, I don't want to put words back in your mouth where they came from, you know. I'll keep them in my ear where you delivered them. Um, but, you know, Emmy, since we've got you here, I wonder, Emmy, if you would, uh, if you'd like to do, why don't we record an episode without Evan? How about I that? I would love that. I know yeah? it won't be as good without him. But no, it will. It'll be fine. It'll be just, it'll be just at least as good. I think we can make good. it work. Yeah, it's not a problem for me, at least. I'm, I'm actually hold on. I'm, I actually have him on a second call. Oh no, could, no, 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 no! Don't don't comfort him. In. No, no. <laughs> let me let me just let me just connect connect the two calls. Okay. All right. I guess it, you're already doing it. I mean, I'll let you do that. Oh, hey, hey, guys! What are you guys what, doing? What what am I looking at here? It's as if, as if there's two Evans. Wait, no, this is just Evan. I've got Evan on a Facebook call, and then it looks like hold I've on, got Evan on. on a Hangout. Am I in a podcast intro right now? Oh, uh, oh, Evan! Uh, we, we weren't expecting you. Wait, hang on. I'm Empty Sam. Why don't you take the take the? <laughs> this is why I don't like doing these kinds of intros. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, no. We got this. We got this. So, so stressful. I Evan, Emmy, and Evan in multiple hangout calls. Emmy looks a lot like Evan right now. Mm-hmm. Ifty Sam and Emmy, you guys were just chatting, not doing. Ifty Sam, I feel so guilty for a moment. I thought you were doing a podcast episode with Evan without me. Um, no, you just shook your head so somberly. No, I would never. I would never do that to you. Don't look so scared of me. Um, uh, don't you dare look so scared of me. I... I just want to make sure Okay. Should I call someone? Should I bring a third person? Into- all right. All right. Uh, oh uh, Emmy, who looks like Evan, I'm closing you out of this. <laughs> no. Okay, Emmy's... Okay. All right, now we've just got Evan, who looks a lot like Emmy now looks... Um, Emmy's Evan. I hate to say it. I think Emmy's copying you. I think she's uh, she's crimping your style. You know what? Uh, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. You know that is very true, and perhaps the best possible introduction for this particular episode of the Scooby Dudes. I've decided we're doing an episode of the Scooby Dudes as of right now. That's great. The Scooby Dudes. What what is that? It sounds like uh, two best friends and one of their partners <laughs> talking about their favorite meddling kids. And their dumb that, dog too. That better be if you say better be my partner in that. I'm gonna I'm just gonna say when you're saying that. <laughs> no, it better no, no, not be no. your. I thought. I, I mean, that's one interpretation. <laughs> one of their partners. Let's just leave it there. Okay, fine. Um, and and their dumb dog too. Name Scooby Doo. Um, I, the person you're listening to at this very moment, am Luke. Um, close, dear, best friend to the other person you just heard a moment ago. Evan. Evan, and that's me. Partner, <laughs> partner, one of us is to Ipti Sam, whose voice you'll hear now. Oh, uh, that's me. Thank you. Uh-huh. And Ipti Sam, thank you very much for joining us for this episode of Scooby Dudes. Um, Evan, could you could you tell us what what should we do today? We have an extremely special episode. Uh, we were trying to figure out what to do when I came across this guy. His name is Bradford N. Smith, and he writes Scooby Doo screenplays. I promised last year in December that this year I was going to write an original Scooby-Doo screenplay for every month. I have not done that. I don't have to, apparently, because Bradford has more than done that for me. The big thing was making sure that a Scooby-Doo script was getting written every month. And you know what? If you can delegate it, that's all the better. That's management material, my friend. That's exactly right. All I wanted to do was make sure that one was uh, being wished into existence. Right. He's doing that. And what we are going to do is a very special live reading of one of his screenplays. Yes, your underling, um, Bradford N. Smith's screenplay, um, in the style of Scooby-Doo and Guess Who, the current incarnation of Scooby-Doo. So um, Luke is going to cut in a sting to bring us into the episode. and then, <laughs> I will. Uh, I'm going to just give a little background, and, and that's it. All right, let's do it. Are we in? Um, we're, we're in. We're in it. Welcome. To the Scooby Dudes. Great. Great. All right, I'm just going to really run through this. Bradford and Smith on Twitter at, at Hire Bradford, which is really, I mean, it tells you all you need to do. Fair enough. To know. So wait, and I, I have to admit, for me, listeners, if you don't know who we're talking about, me neither. I've done absolutely no research here. Let's say I did it to make this episode more interesting. Um, but Evan, who's, who's Bradford and Smith? Who, who on earth is this person that we should hire? So this is his Twitter bio right here. Screenwriter, he, him, 29. I'm trying to fulfill my lifelong dream of writing for Scooby-Doo and the gang before I turn 30. And I am going to go out on a limb and assume that that happens this year, but I don't know that for a fact. Fair enough. My, my dream was to do something with my life after 30, which is why I've just now started trying. So it's different, different angles, same kind of thing. But okay, Bradford wants to genuinely write for Scooby. Um, and here we are, big fans, getting to read for it. 
Uh, he does have, I'm gonna low-key roast him for his website because it's it's just a mouthful to say. It's uglybrownshare.wixsite.com slash Bradford writes Scooby. Uh, and you can find that on our website, scoobydudes.com. <laughs> <laughs> you can, uh, and I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and roast Bradford for uh, just writing a fan episode of Scooby-Doo. What a loser. Oh my gosh. I mean, like, how desperate can you be? I, I told him we were gonna be nice. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Bradford, I mean, uh, how, um... We look. Well, basically, we need to be, we need to good co-host, bad co-host this. I That's get to exactly be mean, one. but you have to be nice. Oh, I got to be the nice one. I'm sorry, I misread our dynamic coming in here. Um, let's let all stand behind this harsh light that we've got pointed on <laughs> Ipti Sam, who represents Bradford in this uh, in this uh, this little play scene. Um, Bradford, come on, man. We're your friend. Let, help us help you read this script today. So Bradford writes Scooby is is the is the header for this site. It is, and I quote, the unofficial, non-canonical, non-commercial Scooby-Doo Adventures by Bradford and Smith, in no way affiliated with Modern Media Hanna Barbera or any relevant copyright holders. <laughs> um, what he's done is very cool. He's actually decided to um, do something different from where what we were doing, which was kind of like the gang in the city. He's sort of made his own adaptation of uh, the guest episodes of uh, the guest seasons of, of Scooby-Doo. He's called it Scooby-Doo and Guess Who. Um, and, and I, I got a little tidbit. I was going back and forth with him on Twitter and it turns out that, um, in his first season, he tried to mim mimic the actual first batch of guess who episodes and the type of celebrities they chose. So, uh, one athlete, one historical figure, one public domain character, four actors, uh, comedians, three Warner Brothers IP characters, one duo and two musicians. And he actually followed that exactly, uh, which I think is a really cool formula. That's fantastic, man! Respect. Um, the other bit of trivia, I'm, this is I'm reading his uh, message to me verbatim, is mm -hmm. that I'd Bradford actually started an episode for that first season that featured the Irwins, and had the gang helping solve the mystery of a giant crocodile monster at the Australia Zoo. It wasn't flowing well, so he swapped them out for the Scott brothers. Um, the Scott brothers are. <sighs> Correct me if I'm wrong. And they're the property brothers. I looked it up. They're the, they're the property oh, brothers who we actually brought up in, la in the last episode. I, that it we was did. it was so funny. Yeah, we we just brought them up last episode. I was hoping. I mean, it's too much to hope that the third property brother could make a cameo in that script. But who knows? Maybe we'll see. And and uh, Luke and and Sam, maybe I don't know if you, we all have it up. Um, I, I'm just gonna read through and we can kind of give our reactions on some of the first season guests. Please let's let's bu let's buzz through it. Uh, so the first episode is The Scare from First Chair with Lizzo. Nice. Which I actually think is very cool because um, he writes, he brings up the fact that she's like a flautist. Yes. Um, that's the whole like first chair aspect. Oh, which dang, I, think is really I didn't cool. know that at all. Um, there's Hail to the Leaf, which is Michelle Obama and Bo. I think Bo is the dog of the I think Obamas. so, I assumed. Uh, some of these I'm not too familiar with. Uh, there's Post Malone and Post Show Jitters. There's Freakazoid in Campy. Freakazoid is a... Uh, Cartoon character that was from the 90s. He's blue. I don't know. Very, very 90s. Uh, there's Billie Eilish. Um, Alf appears in one. It's called Alf Swell that ends well. And uh, one episode that I, I almost made us do, um, All's Fair and Love and Scare with Thomas Middleditch. Oh, that would have been very good. I think that that's a fantastic choice for as a Scooby-Doo guest. Oh, I think it's, it's wonderful. I would have loved to have tried doing Thomas Middleditch or eat, to hear your Thomas Middleditch. Um, so the, the episode that we've opted, or rather Luke chose this, 
um, is uh, Scooby is called Ascot Red-Handed with a very special guest. And I'm actually going to, let's just get into this. Um, I'm going to, we're going to be doing a live reading. I will be voicing... Um, guest star. <laughs> I, well, I'll, I'll let, oh. I'll let, um, I'll, if these haven't announced that, I'll, I'll be voicing Scooby-Doo, Velma, Shaggy, every other line. And I, for my part, will be voicing Fred, Daphne, and Shaggy, every other other line. See, the thing is, I think, Evan, we didn't even talk about this before, but we wanted to keep this Shaggy trade-off going to show how consistently you can do Shaggy, how you can do a perfect Shaggy. I've not practiced at all. I'm very worried. <laughs> I practiced. I did actually. There's these wonderful. I'm going to say this now and regret it after I bomb on all of my characters. But I there's these great evolution of cartoon character voices uh, series on YouTube. I watched a 13-minute one on Fred, Daphne, and Shaggy, and I'm wow. hoping I can I can trade between them well. Um, watch me regret buffing myself up by the end of this read. So we're going to just dive into it. We're going to start this live read, and then at the end, um, we'll just uh, just a few comments. But I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going into this cold. I'm I'm also going into this um, cold. Uh, I I want to note as well that. Ibti Sam is going to be narrating this. Ibti Sam, you may now uh, functionally exist on this podcast. Thank you for being silent. <laughs> <laughs> As Evan and I talk around you. Um, we, uh, Ibti Sam, thank you so much for narrating this. As you narrated the previous episode that Evan and I um, wrote and performed ourselves. That's why, Bradford, I'm joking when I say you're a loser for writing it. We wrote one too, so winners write Scooby-Doo. That's the, that's the big message. Um, but Ibti Sam, thank you for narrating. Thank you, Evan, for voicing the guest star of this episode. And thank you, me, for voicing the minor characters on this episode. And without further ado... Oh, it's been so... Uh, okay. <laughs> every episode, when you didn't every react episode, I think it's going to happen, and then we get past it, and I... <laughs> Breathe a sigh of relief. Do you do this every time? No, I, I consider it every time. Oh, I, I feel like I can, can feel see... it floating in the air. It's all it's, around it us. Is, it's like an anime character. I've got this aura around me, just like, uh, uh, yeah, reaching out, threatening. Um, all that to say, let's go ahead, dive right in. Bradford, thank you. Evan, thank you. Ipti Sam, thank you for getting us going. No problem. Let's go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Um, Scooby-Doo and guess who? Ascot red-handed. Hold the phone, it's Aubrey Plaza. Written by Bradford N. Smith. Um, so full, full disclosure, prior to the recording of this, I found a 13-minute Aubrey Plaza supercut, and I listened to it three times in a row, and I don't think it helped. <laughs> full, full disclosure before we go in I knew I couldn't do Aubrey Plaza going into this so I suggested let's do this episode you do the guest star mm. my two requests right off the bat and sorry, oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I forgot how we were doing this yeah. Yeah, we're, what are we, we're what just are we gonna cut in what? <laughs> what the heck okay cold open interior East Coolsville Valley Mall Day flashback. A buzz with activity in the not too distant past. Shoppers trot with bags, teens gossip, and the elderly power walk. It's the mall's heyday with a very 80s aesthetic. A pre, a pup named Scooby Doo, red herring, happily skips along with a balloon in hand. As he stops to tie his shoe, it slips from his grasp. Oh no, my. I'm oh, sorry. Go red. <laughs> oh no, my balloon. 
Tracking it up with his eyes, he's terrified when it bumps into the neon demon, a gargoyleish creature with an 80s neon color scheme. Hanging from the ceiling, it lets out an ear-piercing screech. The mall's patrons look up and scream. The demon leaps down as they Ah! scatter. Scatter, scatter, scatter. And cold open. Very nice. <laughs> I forgot that I have more. I'm already tapped. Act one. <laughs> Act one. Exterior, city streets, day, present. The mystery machine swerves through traffic at high speed. Daphne. Fred, slow down. Interior, mystery machine, driving, same. The gang clutch for life as G forces pushes. As G forces. <laughs> Who's, Just uh, who's from the G? beginning, of, from, as G forces. What is G forces? A G force is um, a um, gravity force. Oh. So like, if you're going really fast, like the force of gravity times <laughs> two might be pushing back on you. Okay, this isn't a scientific. There's term, no is mysterious it? G. It, it is. It is scientific. Yeah. Okay. It is scientific. <laughs> <laughs> G force. Like no, a... this is. We're cutting in in media res. They're already kidnapped by the G forces. This mysterious G. He has this force. He has this spot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That sounds too casual. No, I'm this sorry. Is, this is like the beginning of the Batman movie with Bane. Like he's, he's already in the in the, in the airplane, <laughs> pinning people down. Okay, the ga- the gang clutch for life as G forces pushes them t- into the seats. Fred, no can do, Daff. This is a code orange emergency situation. Thelma, it's just an ascot. Reveal. Fred's not wearing his trademark ascot. Fred slams the brakes, lurching everyone forward and sending Shaggy and Scooby crashing into the front windshield. Fred. Velma, this was not just an ascot. It's a symbol of leadership. It signifies my care, respect, and bravery as a professional mystery solver. You can't get the same results with an open collar. The ascot ties it all together. Fine. Where can you get a new one? We're already here. Exterior parking lot, East Coolsville Valley Mall. Same. Reveal. The mystery machine is parked haphazardly. Interior mystery machine. Continuous. Daphne's face lights up. Is this for real? Are we actually at a mall? Not any mall. The East Coolsville Valley Mall. Home of the one and only... Cut to. Interior... Ask a topless storefront moments later. It's out of business. Fred drops to his knees, letting out a Captain Kirk level skyward yell. No! Uh, Evan, would you like to take this first, Shaggy? Uh, I, I was just waiting for my, uh, for my introduction. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Oh, it's I'm a, sorry, Shaggy. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay, Fred. Like, even without the ascot, you're still a leader to me. Scooby gives Fred a salute. Scooby. Oh, Captain. Right, Captain. I don't understand. The mall seems nearly abandoned. It probably has to do with the rise of online shopping. That's not important. I want to understand what happened here. Ascotopolis was the number one retailer of men's neckwear. It was beloved. How could it go out of business? Aubrey. Off screen. This is going to be good. But folks, listeners, shut one up, second. Shut up, shut up, this shut up. is going to be so good. <laughs> do you guys want me to do Aubrey? <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you want to? Were you open a, to it? There's a tinge of vocal fry. 
Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a little lazy, I think, but I... like. Um, oh yeah. You guys looking for that next scarf place? Yes. Okay, uh, that's perfect. If, if Please, that'd be okay. that's perfect. I, I'd love that. I don't have to. I was just thinking if you no. wanted me to. Um, Iptizam, can you do that in Evan? Are you open for you and me trading off minor characters? Yeah, I did read you do the next one. other minor characters. Perfect. I'd love that too. So, Aubrey, off screen. You guys looking for that next scarf place? Reveal. Aubrey Plaza sitting at a novelty kite kiosk. It got like no business. People actively avoided it. All right. And Luke, we're going to count. And then we're going to say this at the same time. Yeah. Let's all three of us say it at the same time. Three, two, two, one. One. Actress, Actress, comedian, comedian, and producer, producer, Aubrey Plaza. (laughs) Seamless. (laughs) That's you, Luke. What are you doing at a mall kiosk? Selling snow globes. Those are kites. (laughs) Yeah. The gang share confused glances. Do you know why this mall's so empty? But more importantly, did any of... But more importantly, did Ascotopolis leave behind any boxes of ascots in a size 16 and a half, preferably buggy orange? I'm going to guess a hard no. And to the first question, I think it mostly has to do with that thing. She points to the approaching neon demon, looking identical to its flashback appearance. It lets out the same ear-piercing screech. Oinks! What is that? The Neon Demon. It's coming straight toward us. They run into a Gambercrombie and Finch store. (laughs) Demon right behind them. Interior. Gambercrombie and Finch. Continuous. Nobody is visible. Confused, the demon looks around. As it searches, Aubrey and the gang are revealed to be hiding in the clothing racks. The demon nears a large carousel clothing rack and swipes it open, only to reveal it's empty. Behind the demon, Aubrey and the gang sneak by, still inside the racks, into a dressing room. When the dressing room door shuts, the demon rushes over and violently bangs on it. Occupied! Interior, dressing room, same. They're all crammed into a tiny space. What now? Aubrey notices the clothes hanging on a hook. I've got an idea. Interior, Gambercombie and Finch, continuous. The demon bangs again, and suddenly they all burst out. Aubrey screams like a banshee as they throw several shirts over the demon's head and exit. The demon rips out the shirts and screeches in anger. Interior escalator landing moments later. Aubrey and the gang catch their breath. Aubrey. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. So, yeah, there's been creeping around. They've been... That's been creeping around a lot lately. Velma browses on her tablet. Looks like we have a... He feels for the ascot that isn't there and loses momentum. It doesn't matter. Jinkies. What is it, Velma? An article about the neon demon. Like, what's so interesting about that? We've already met that horrendous horror. It says they caught him over a decade ago. Then who was that? That's what we need to figure out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right. Interior offices. Moments later. Aubrey and the gang approach a door labeled Management. Velma knocks. Come in. Interior. Red's office. Continuous. They enter, coming face to face with present day Red Herring. Gang. Um, so you... 
so Aubrey and the gang have to read these lines at the same time. Oh, so okay. count down, and Luke and I are gonna say red herring, and, and, and then... you'll say red some some something. Okay, yeah. Red some something. Oh, and you'll trail off okay. a little okay. after we we're done. Okay, okay, so let's count it three, two, one. <laughs> yeah, three, three two, two, one, one. Red, red herring. Something? Okay, perfect. What do you want, Jones? Fred grabs Red by the collar. What did you do to Ascotopolis? What did you do? Knock it off, Buzzbrain. I didn't do anything to that crummy store. Velma pulls Fred off. We came to ask about the Neon Demon. All I can tell you is it's driving away customers. Which is exactly what the Neon Demon would want us to believe. Daphne shakes her head. Fred? Actually... If I don't get more people in here soon, my parents will have to sell this place for a lot of money so developers can put in condos. Sounds like a motive to me. Velma grabs a framed photo of young Red and his parents. Were you here a lot as a kid? My parents built this mall. It's where I spend my free time, eat my meals, take my dates, and work all summer. It's a second home. A massive, incredibly valuable second home. You were around when the last Neon Demon was caught? Yeah. It turned out to be our lame old janitor, Milton Boyles. What happened to him? He's in jail. Now get lost so I can call some real detectives. The gang is insulted. Aubrey gets in Red's face. I suddenly want something very bad to happen to you. Hang on, guys. Sorry, I need to clip that audio for my own purposes Oof, later. That's... Let me just save that. Yeah, can you clip yeah, that for me as well? Upload to... Oh my god. Okay. All right. <laughs> In order to keep this. Reddit.com backslash Scooby Rule 34. I've got the... I've got Don some friends working audio. on some animations. They just needed the right voice stings. Uh, where was I? Uh, interior offices. Continuous. Red pushes everyone out and slams the door. He did it. Blondie, you with me? Not just Fred. No, I don't know if he's... <laughs> no, no, you're, you're right to do that. It's just tough because you have to narrate it. Yeah, that's uh, exactly right. Okay, Aubrey. Uh, shit, just cut all this. He did it. Blondie, you with me? Want to plant some evidence? Interior, East Coolsville Valley Mall. Moments later. Aubrey and the gang walk past multiple empty storefronts. This isn't at all what I pictured when I used to wish for the mall all to myself. <laughs> Weird. This is exactly what I pictured. In my nightmares. Dark. I like it. Thanks. Evelyn. Off screen. On your left. <clears throat> Wait, this is a, what is this? This is a gray, an old, gray haired. On your. <laughs> <laughs> on your left. I like it. I, I like love it. the original read. Uh -huh. They move aside as Evelyn, a gray haired, sweatsuit wearing mall walker, catches up. What's a group of teenagers in. Do <laughs> What's a group of teenagers doing in here? We're looking for a store with ascots, preferably buggy orange, size 16 and a half. We're also investigating a mystery. Oh my, if you're talking about that neon demon, you'd better be careful. He's scared a lot of people out of this mall. Have you seen it? I was one of the first, and he's no different now than he was then. Bright, neon colors, horrible, ear-crushing screams. 
But with that poor man in jail, I think this time it might be the real thing. There are no real things when it comes to monsters, right, Fred? Fred wistfully caresses his bare neck. So... So, alone. I warn you, be careful. I'd hate to see a bunch of young, meddling kids like yourselves get hurt. Like, so would I. Especially if those kids are me. Or me. Enough scary talk. I've got a thousand steps left to do. Enjoy them all. See you on my next lap. She hurries off. I like her. Look at this. Velma ushers them to a mall directory. Haven't you been to a mall before? That's a directory. They all have those. I know, but take a closer look. Based on the closed stores, the Neon Demon seems to be targeting the same ones it robbed years ago. Do you think that custodian's back for revenge? Maybe they're just closest to where it's parked. The Neon Demon screeches at them, revealing itself on the opposite side of the directory. Shaggy holds out a map. I gotta say really quick. There's so much, there's a lot of screeching, screaming. <laughs> Maybe there wasn't the original too, but I think we're finding out what Bradford likes. <laughs> it screeches again and they run. After a brief chase, <laughs> they appear to have lost it. There! They run up to a new car on display. Everyone pulls on a door, but they're locked. It's locked! You know what? That makes sense. The demon catches up and they run off. Interior elevator, continuous. Aubrey and the gang cram inside. Shaggy and Scooby frantically hit buttons as the demon nears. At the last second, the door closes in on the demon's face. They let out a collective sigh of relief. <sighs> Exterior. Elevator, continuous. The demon pushes the elevator button. Interior elevator, continuous. The door opens again. They scream as the demon screeches, <laughs> then run past it, spinning the demon in a circle. Exterior clothing store. Continuous. The demon comes to a stop in front of a, a store window where Aubrey and the gang are dressed in new clothes and pose like mannequins. It looks around before running off. How long do we wait before the demon returns and screeches at them? Yeah! Not long enough. <laughs> Got it. I, don't, I somehow don't expect it. <laughs> <laughs> they run out of clothes and they run out of the clothes and away from the demon. Interior fountain, continuous. The demon runs past the fountain. After a beat, Aubrey and the gang pop out of the water, catching their breath. A nickel! Scooby picks up a nickel. End of act one. What's, just as a brief pause, um, mm. because uh, a lot of what I've doing, been doing has been screeching, for someone who doesn't know or doesn't hear both of you, it's just me sitting here intermittently releasing... <laughs> <laughs> these these ear peach ear uh piercing sounds i imagine uh, but... you've got like a a neighbor across the street whose window just like faces yours and they just sometimes look across <laughs> the way and see you just looking at your computer screaming at me I, I'm, I'm waiting like like uh like the guy with the uh, with the triangle <laughs> <laughs> but it, instead of like being on stage in a concert hall, you're just staring at your wall, sitting at home, just like patiently waiting for your moment. <laughs> Still, it kills me. Um, that's act one. Act two, interior fountain, day. The gang wrings out their clothes, drying off. Aubrey swims around in the fountain. 
come on, do we have to leave now? When will we ever get this chance again? No time. We've got a mystery to solve. Right, the curse. I don't think it's a curse. <laughs> right. Velma points. Are those... Roller skate tracks! A trail of roller skate tracks lead away. What kind of demon rides roller skates? Interior, employee hallway, moments later. Aubrey and the gang approach a door labeled janitor. The tracks end here. Wait, I, I work here. Let me check. She opens the door and peeks in. Yep, just as I thought. Storage. Let's go. Everybody in. Interior. Janitor's room. Continuous. They look around at a stack of boxes. Hold the phone. He runs off. What is it, Shaggy? Oh, no. Excuse me. <laughs> what is it, Fred? Ascots. He pops out from a pile, holding a box overflowing with ascots. Falcon blue, pit stop pink, bear hat green. Look at them all. Um, you've got an unhealthy obsession with neckwear. Fred rummages deeper into the box. Wait, where's Buggy Orange? What's a box from Ascotopolis doing in a janitorial storage room? These are from all over the mall. <clears throat> Pingree's department store, high prices universe of toys, Forks Plus. Here's one from Uncle Earl's umbrellas. The box tips over, spilling umbrellas. One opens under Scooby, launching him into the air. This one's full of headless baby dolls or whatever. Fred peeks in her box. Those are toasters. <laughs> Way to ruin the illusion. These are all the stores that are out of business. Trying on, oh, tying on a yellow ascot, Fred's confidence is partially restored. I think it's time we split up, gang. Daphne, Vilma, and I will check this level. Shaggy, you and Scooby go upstairs to the food court. For once, I'm totally on board with your plan. Genius. Aubrey, do you... Hang on, this doesn't feel right. He removes the ascot and rifles around the box again. I'll go with the, uh... Hey, does this dog have a name? Scooby-Doo. Fred ties on a red ascot. Are you sure? They can get wacky. I'm fun. Interior, East Coolsville Valley Mall. Moments later. Shaggy, Scooby, and Aubrey walk, eating large cookies in a heated debate. Like, no way, Scoob. The cookie stand isn't part of the food court. Yes, it is. The food court is upstairs. The cookie stand is downstairs. It's not like we're talking fancy Velma science here. Isn't the cookie stand an eatery? Thank you. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Scooby's voice is that operate within the designated square upstairs. Upst eateries that operate within the designated square upstairs count as food court. Anything outside of said designated square counts as an autonomous unit for mid-mall snacking. Now, if you're going to... What's that? They look behind themselves and see a demon-shaped shadow. Let's not find out. They hop on an escalator heading upstairs. Reveal. The shadow belongs to a cardboard cutout for a demon-themed video game. Interior. Food court. Continuous. The trio walks into the designated area. See? This is a food court. Whatever. Looks like we've got the place to ourselves. Pizza? Like, sure, Scoob. Let's find some. I'm hitting the vending machines. Aubrey rounds a corner, only to come speed walking back. Uh, you do not want to go that way. What's that way? 
the neon demon comes screeching around the corner. Zoinks! Along with the demon, the trio run back and forth across the floor between stores to take up the classic Scooby-Doo Where Are You hallway chase. Upon each store entered, there's a crash, and upon each exit, they've got additional store-related items on their body. The last store sells shoes, shaggy exits, and a pair of high heels. Interior, downstairs, same. Daphne reviews a directory as Fred wanders, uncomfortably tugging on his red ascot. Velma looks at them both. We're supposed to be searching for clues. Who cares? Let's go shopping. Oh, she excitedly points on the directory. Watches! Watches! When did you say the... When did you say the mall closes, Daph? I don't know. Why? Interior, mall door, moments later. Fred tugs on the door, but it's chained shut. We're locked in with that neon demon? What are we going to tell Shaggy and Scooby? I'm not going to tell him how bad it is. I won't worry him. It's... it's going to be okay. He slides against the wall to the floor, pulling off his ascot. I think I'm just going to rest here for a minute. This ascot is throwing me off. Shaggy and Scooby scream in the distance. <laughs> Interior, upstairs, same. Storefronts pass by Shaggy. You've got to drive faster, man. Reveal. Scooby's driving a mall security Segway with Shaggy on his back. Aubrey's on one ahead of them. The neon demon is just, uh, the neon demon is on one just behind. Don't like it? You drive. Okay, I will. They awkwardly climb over one another to swap places. Hurry up! Shaggy speeds up and heads down an escalator. He's working really hard to go fast, but makes little progress. Aubrey passes by with little effort on the escalator. Hey, Sherlock, in America, we drive on the right side of the road. Reveal. Shaggy and Scooby trying to descend up the escalator. I am. You try driving in heels. The demon descends on the correct escalator and swipes at Shaggy and Scooby. (laughs) Interior. Massage area. Moments later. The demon arrives on its Segway, looking for the trio. They pop up and grab it, dressed like spiritual healers. Like, I'm not digging the vibes I'm getting from you, man. Aubrey waves a hand over the demon. Yikes! Tons of negative energy. Lay it down. They put the demon face down on a massage table. We're gonna pound all the bad stuff right out. Guru Scoobicus? Wait, Sam, can you, can you say that, that a little louder? <laughs> <laughs> a little slower again. I didn't. The, my, the audio cut out right. <laughs> I love that we both went for it at the same time. I also love that we we're two dudes with a duty podcast, and we invite a, a woman on once. <laughs> Do not put this in. <laughs> you can't put this in. My dad listens to this podcast. We'll see. No. Okay. Scooby cracks his knuckles and readies. Wait, wait, can you do your line before that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, you, you just missed the word, so that's why. Okay. <laughs> We're going to pound all the bad stuff right out. Guru Scooby Kiss. Scooby cracks his knuckles and readies them over the demon. Aubrey whispers in his ears. This is going to hurt a little. Scooby begins an intense chopping method. It <laughs> says whispers. We said nothing. There was nothing said. <laughs> yeah, there's gesticulations going on. 
Okay. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I get that your dad listens to this, but your daddy is on this podcast. So <laughs> I don't like this bit. I don't like it. <laughs> me neither. I, I prefer if you didn't speak about me while I'm right here. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn you. No, I can't cut it. It's too funny. Oh, okay. Scooby begins an intense chopping method hand massage. This gets so much worse. Deep breaths. And now we can, like, pinpoint those pesky problem areas. Shaggy pokes a needle into the bottom of the demon's foot. It yelps. Aubrey holds it down. Please sit still. The trio continues the acupuncture. Now hold still for a couple of minutes. Relax. They run off. After a few calming breaths, the demon realizes what has happened and bursts from the massage table in a rage, sending needles everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) The needle sound effect. End of act two. That's a, I gotta say, a good Scooby-Doop. Very classic Scooby-Doop. I actually, I think... I'm very engaged in this episode. I'm really excited to see what happens next. I'm, I'm really glad I didn't read it because I'm I'm fully in it in this moment. That I I have no idea what's coming. I, and I'm sorry. Please go right ahead. No, you're good. Take your time. Act three. No, please, Interior. Luke. Please keep delaying us. <laughs> Continue. I'm ready. I don't want to wait. We can keep going. Act three. Interior. Center of mall. Night. Aubrey and the gang are together, sitting around, stumped. Fred's wearing a blue ascot. I don't get it. Who would bring the neon demon back to this mall? Especially with the old one still in jail. It's the curse. There's no curse. Then it sounds like we've got a killer on the loose. That's not it either. You know how many movies there are where you think you know who the bad guy is, but then... It's like his mom, and there's a secret murderer. That's it. A curse. No, it's still not a curse. Interior. Ascotopolis storefront. Later. Fred has Aubrey and the gang gathered around him. A bunch of trap supplies laid out on the ground in front of him. Aubrey, now is the point in the mystery where we set a trap. Aubrey wields a pickaxe. How do we kill what's already dead? We're not going to kill it. She tosses the axe aside. (laughs) Fine. Phase one. First, you take a run at him with a sock full of quarters. I do it, but I pulled my back out at laser tag last night. Okay, you clock him in his headpiece and knock him out cold. Then when phase two, that's when phase two kicks in. No, no phases. This ascot has me thrown off and our supplies are limited, but we're using my plan. Uh, How about this? We tie you to the roof, and you jump off and sail. Fred covers his ears and walks away. La la la, I can't hear you. Interior, downstairs, later. Aubrey and Scooby walk together. This is lame. I should be kicking that demon in the face, not bait. Hey! Sorry, you're not lame. What do you want to talk about? Tell me about yourself. Uh, let's see. I know a lot about occults. I'll stop you right there. The Neiman jump. The the Neiman. The Neiman. <laughs> Neiman is good. Neiman Marcus. <laughs> the neon demon jumps out. Yikes! The demon chases them into an employees-only door. Opening it reveals the duo standing behind a wall of toasters. Toasters, great callback. Mm. Get mauled. <laughs> <laughs> I would, Bradford, 
appreciate some direction on how that's supposed to be read. (laughs) M-A-L-L-E-D. With a smile, Aubrey pushes a button, sending forks shooting from the toasters. The demon stumbles back into the open. From the second floor, Daphne and Velma drop a large novelty hat, which engulfs the which engulfs which engulfs the demon's head, causing it to fall onto an umbrella that opens and launches it into a net fashioned from ascots on the second floor. Aubrey and Scooby run out and look up. How do you like that, curse? No curse. Interior, elevator, same. Shaggy watches through the glass. Wait, what am I in here for? Interior, upstairs, continuous. The demon breaks free. Fred grabs the nearest weapon, a churro. The demon does the same and they sword fight. Hit him with a saw. Fred looks down at her. The what? The demon uses a distraction to knock the churro from Fred's hand and grabs him by the ascot. My ascot! Struggling to pull free, Fred gets the demon off balance. It tips over the edge, gripping the ascot tighter as it dangles over the first floor. Fred glances down at the ascot. Uh, Fred glances down as the ascot slowly unravels. Oh no! Interior, Fred's home, day, flashback. A pup named Scooby-Doo Fred gets an orange ascot for Christmas. Fred's dad off screen. It's an ascot, son. Interior, Crystal Cove High School, day, flashback. People gawk at Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated era. <laughs> wow, Fred People looks like a true leader with oh, that sorry. ascot. Oh, sorry, did I cut you off? <laughs> sorry, I, have to, no. I, I just get thrown off by the long description or the adjective. You're doing to really well with Fred, these long I'll... sentences. People gawk at Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated era, Fred's orange ascot as he proudly strides through the halls. Dylan Ryan. Wow, Fred looks like a true leader with that ascot. Exterior, field, day, flashback. Modern Fred runs through a field of daisies, his orange ascot in one hand, lovingly watching it wave in the breeze. I love you, orangey. Interior, upstairs. Hang on, sorry, I can do better. I love you, orangey. I'm going to do this line wild, that means three times different. I love you, orangey. I love you, Orangey. Can you do it hornier? <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> I love you, Orangey. Perfect. Thank you. Okay, I'm good. Um, Give myself it, lots of options. <laughs> interior, upstairs, back to present. A single tear rolls down Fred's cheek. He unties the ascot, and the demon falls. Thump. <laughs> Thump. That's great. Interior, downstairs, continuous. The demon gets to its feet and backs Aubrey and Scooby against a wall. It's Maul or nothing! I don't know her. (laughs) Aubrey kicks a segue, sending kite strings out around the demon's legs. It falls. Aubrey stands over it. That's right, son of Jor-El. Kneel before Zod. (laughs) Interior, upstairs, same. Fred mourns the ascot until realizing the demon's tangled up. Shaggy, start the elevator. Interior, elevator, continuous. Shaggy pushes a button. Finally. Interior, downstairs, continuous. The elevator ascends, a novelty kite tied to the outside, pulling the string around the demon's legs, hoisting it up. Always have a backup trap. Interior, downstairs, moments later. 
Aubrey and the gang approach the hanging demon. Daphne reaches for the mask. Now let's see who... Wait, nobody's here yet. But nobody's going to be here until the mall opens in the morning. We're locked in with a demon? Exterior. East Coolsville Valley Mall. Day. Coffee in hand. Red unlocks the door. Interior. East Coolsville Valley Mall. Continuous. Red startled by the sight of Aubrey and the gang asleep on the floor, with the neon demon sleeping in its hanging position. Fred remains ascotless. Interior. East Coolsville Valley Mall. Later. Police are there. Aubrey and the gang get to stand around the demon. Red waits impatiently. Hurry this up, Jones. All right, now we can see who this neon demon really is. He pulls the mask to reveal Evelyn. Three, two, two one. one. Evelyn? Nice. After searching public records, it turns out Aubrey's hunch that this neon demon might be a relative was right. Evelyn is actually Mrs. Boyles, wife of the original neon demon. That's how she was able to look and sound identical, because it's all the same materials. I knew it. Seeking revenge on the mall that sent her husband to jail, she targeted the stores that had testified against him. However, even though her mall walking kept her in shape, she needed roller skates to move fast enough to chase customers out. And since she could only carry so much to her car on any given day, she kept the rest in her husband's old storage room. And I would have gotten away with it too, if it weren't for you meddling mall rats. Red stops the cop as he leads Evelyn away. Can you get them out of here too? They're not here to shop. They're not here to work. They're just here. Exterior parking lot. Moments later. The police leave Aubrey and the gang at the mystery machine. Sorry about your ascot, Fred. It's okay. I'm learning to move on. Then what do I do with this? She pulls out an orange ascot. He immediately rips it from her hands and wraps it around his neck. Sixteen and a half. So you don't want it, or...? He gives her a big hug. The others Mm. join in. Mm. Gross. So I mean, we do. End of show. All right. All right, first impressions. That was a really strong episode. Man, Bradford, nicely done. It is so loud out here. Do you hear these like horns and stuff? I don't. No. I, think I, I, I will definitely hear okay, it on your great. audio, but fortunately not right now. Mm-hmm. No, I, I um, got to give big ups first to Bradford for writing a really well-paced episode with really nice specifics. Secondly, to Ipti Sam for having great narration all the way throughout. There are some really big um, convoluted sentences and a lot of, and you just have the most reading of any of us. Good job. Oh, thank you. Counterpoint. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, again, I'm good cop. Evan's bad cop. Evan, oh, come on, do it. Take her to task. I, I really, really, really like the Aubrey oh. Plaza dialogue. Oh, I, I think it's amazing. It perfect. And I'm so glad you didn't. Oh, I'm let so me glad, Dipti Sam, you volunteered. It occurred to me I didn't want to put it on you, but I, I think that was amazing. I thank you for letting me do it. I had a lot of fun um, doing someone's voice rather than just narrating. And, and Evan, I have to give you credit. I, I think you're. Um, I'm guessing you didn't practice Velma at all, and you generally don't need to. You just do a really good Velma. I, I didn't practice at all. Your Velma no. and your Scooby are just great. Your Velma kind of makes my skin crawl, and I mean that in the best way. Yeah. It's, it's excellent. <laughs> I feel like you're not with not with Luke. Hey, hey! <laughs> stop, stop moving, Ipty Sam's skin. Hey, hey! 
Um, I no, I feel like your Velma is uh, is not just like the original Velma, though it is, but it takes it a little further. Like you know, like it's it's you get into the character of Velma with your reads. I I always start out in a certain place, and by the end of it, I have it down to where, exactly where I want it. So it's almost like I wish we had done an episode before, like recorded one before this one yeah it i takes feel a like bit i'm warmed, warmed up, up now yeah and i really wish i could my, my shaggy myself. just drifts all over the place i'll get warmed up but then i there were, there were some that i thought were perfect likewise uh, that you no did. that's i feel like we did uh we have some fun with it uh so so ifty sam as the guest mm-hmm. um and as someone who's not maybe a scooby-doo aficionado what do you think about this episode um i really enjoyed this episode i um I haven't seen too many Scooby-Doo episodes on TV, but I liked it more than what I've seen on on TV. More fun being able to maybe get in it and read with it. Now, Aubrey Plaza is a fun character in general and in this. I think it it was the modern setting that really appealed to me. Um, Mm. The old timiness of a lot of Scooby-Doo that's out there uh, is a turnoff, so I enjoyed this. Hearing it played at maximum volume at 9 a.m. on Saturday is not like (laughs) (laughs) the the oldest of the old Scooby-Doo is not your favorite form. Okay, duly noted. Yeah. Um, I will say that I, I actually think Aubrey Plaza as a guest star, she was really well written. There's a certain mm-hmm. a certain character that she's given, but um, everywhere she appears is really, really delightful, I think. I, I think so, too. And I think the way that the other characters react to her is really good. It doesn't shut her down and it's not really negative in like this bickering kind of way. But when she's like, these are <laughs> um, all head- a box full of headless doll heads. Or, or headless dolls and some of that. those are toasters like way to ruin the illusion it's it's really playful with good yeah, specifics that, that was an excellent just little bit of dialogue and a little part of that scene for sure yeah and and again when we did our introduction toaster bit we didn't know this was coming up later so that's uh, just bradford anticipating our bits really well if there was anything that i would have to say I understand, and, and Luke, you and I have had this experience with, because uh, we've done the other Guess Who, like Scooby-Doo Guess Who episodes. Mm-hmm. They're typically double length. Isn't that right? Aren't they like 40 minutes? Well, I think this is Scooby-Doo and Guess Who, which is the new series, not oh, the right. Scooby-Doo um, All-Stars or whatever it was that uh, had guests, celebrity cameos previously. But I think um, one of the benefits to having yeah. that double length is you're able to do more with the guests and sort of like flesh them out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. while not necessarily um, relegating your main cast to smaller roles. And I think in this one, Aubrey Plaza, she's such like a large character and actor and personality that other characters don't get as much to do because she really like carries so much of the action and so much of the narrative. It's true. Aside from the monster, there's really just the ascot plot with Fred, which is like appreciable. I love it. It was a lot of fun to do it. Um, but it, it does leave all the characters a little less to do. And it's not like we get a ton of time with Aubrey Plaza in the meantime. She kind of has to still support the A plot. Um, that makes sense. So your main critique is that it's um, it could stand to be twice as long. And, and I would have liked... I, I think two potential monsters is enough. You don't need three. I think two is just fine. But I would mm. have liked to have thought that red herring could be responsible somehow. I, I was also waiting for the, the actual red herring. Yeah, um, there was no red herring in this one. Despite there being a red herring in this mm-hmm. one, he didn't serve as that. Because it's not just Evelyn, you know it has to be Evelyn, right? Like, mm-hmm. There's no one else it could possibly be. It's, it's slightly underpopulated with other characters, which is, I, I totally get it. I mean, there's so little time to, to do so much. But them, them staying in the mall, like accidentally being locked in, and then not unmasking until other people are there to see it. <laughs> exactly. I thought it was like, amazing. That's a great meta joke. 
they're yeah. all just sleeping and the monster is like I, I, in my mind cocooned from sort of uh, oh, the, there's like the a hammock or something of ascots I love that yeah. we're picturing the same thing mm-hmm. that, that's great that's I don't think that's ever been done before and that might actually be my favorite part of the whole episode it's so mm-hmm. clever that uh, this is a really lovely episode I feel like the dialogue is very well written too but it feels very natural very true to the characters they're all distinct uh, so all of that said uh, well done, Bradford N. Smith. I kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think it would be great to have him on as a guest to just like pick his brain about um, just Scooby-Doo minutia and how to write Scooby-Doo. I, I think I think that this was a fantastic sampling of what he has. And to our listeners, if you go to ugglybrownchair.wixsite.com slash Bradford Wright Scooby, um, he has plotted out, he has PDFs for 13 episodes of Scooby-Doo and Guess Who Fantasy Season 1, Fantasy Season 2, that's 26 episodes. He has two commercials and more, he's working on a, a movie, he's working on plotting out more seasons, he is prolific, and uh, apparently quality is not being a sacrifice for, for, for the quantity. I would say not. This is, uh, again, really great job, Bradford. Um, never met the person, um, but I assume you're a splendid, a splendid human being. Kind of kind of reclusive from what I can tell. Kind of hard to find uh, pictures of Bradford uh, online and information about. I know um, there's some chatter about Bradford not actually being a, a man and being a woman writing under a pseudonym. Real initials IB have been suggested. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's uh, just an interesting food for thought. I really wonder who this Bradford is, who loves Scooby Doo, but it seems to be kind of hiding it. I don't know. But we should probably probably retire. Your, your partner Sam. is staring at you because she can't figure out where you're going with this. I don't. Well, I think she's I, just eager to get back to the this hideous um, kind of <laughs> uh, chair that's in the corner of our apartment. It's really it's just a hideous uh, chair, kind of off color. Brownish, I suppose, where she she spends a lot of time writing. I don't know what. I, I knew where you were going with that joke. I just don't think it was it was a good decision for a, good, a few different uh, reasons. What, I don't understand joke. Wait, wait, what, what is the joke? What is the joke, Empty Sam? Could you tell me? I, that, I've, nothing's even occurred to me here. I genuinely um, don't know what it is. It's a little cloudy for me. <laughs> is the joke? Well, let me see. I was talking about Bradford, and now my my life partner. Ifty Sam Brown is mm-hmm. is responding to me talking about this mysterious Bradford character and who they might really be in real life. Ifty mm-hmm. Sam seeming kind of defensive. I'm wondering, I be Ifty Sam Brown. <laughs> brown ugly brown chair. Ugly yeah, brown chair. Is your <laughs> is Bradford and Smith. This really your, wasn't worth it. No, is it is it <laughs> is it your ugly brother who I like to sit on, Gordon Brown? <laughs> Have you or or itty itty bitty itty bitty brown as I call him? I said <laughs> I be itty brown. <laughs> wow. Oh guys. Oh. I I fear that this might be the best place to end the episode. But if I, I keep I, going in a few more minutes, it might get better. I think you guys, the two of you might be able to to relate with this better than anyone else. So um, this is just a really quick aside. I was thinking okay. today, remembering living in the dorms and then also visiting um, Gordon, uh, Ipti Sam's brother, Luke's brother-in-law, and, and uh, just chilling in his apartment. And, and so from the dorm to the apartment, there is such a specific odor that kind of, mm. um, but it's so, yeah. it's not, it's not even directly unpleasant, but it is. 
<laughs> well, you're shaking your head. <laughs> it is it's, it's directly, not... <laughs> without a doubt, unpleasant. For, for me, it's not directly unpleasant. It's a little indirectly unpleasant. Um... Like, just out of the corner of one of my nostrils, I'm like, ooh, that's a little sour. No. But as if, like, a taste that's on most of your tongue, it's nice. <laughs> oh, just like oh. my sour. <laughs> These... Oh, it's like the inside of someone's mouth if they haven't brushed their Excuse... teeth in three months. That's that's what it smells like. But anyway, keep going. Me? Fresh cut grass. That's the only comparison I can <laughs> It's just, it's just so recognizable. It's just like, like in, in, you know how um, the, your sense of smell is most closely uh, tied into memory? Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. when I thought back to remember it, I could almost feel it in my nostrils. So, yeah, I know what you mean. That I happens saw, to me too sometimes. I saw your nostrils flare. I saw all the way up to your, to your brain, buddy. <laughs> that's, a, that's a powerful memory right there. Mm-hmm. And is that, is, are we saying uh, that's yeah, the... I mean, that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. Oh, okay. Bradford, thank you. Really quick, we, can we... We, we liked through? it. We had fun. We liked it. We, maybe we'll return to it again someday. I think really quick, we should just return to where people can find our stuff. Ipti Sam, could you plug our many locations, Facebook, Twitter, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you go at it. I think it, it's, it's very, very easy.com or is it scoobydudes.com? Scoobydudes.com. You got our website. Scoobydudes.com. Twitter is at the Scoobydudes. You got it, at the Scoobydudes. Yeah. Um, Facebook is the Scoobydudes. Or just Scoobydudes. I'm Scooby-Dudes, sure you'll find you it. There's less it. competition. Yeah. What about um, email? If people want to email us. Uh, the Scoobydudes at gmail.com. <laughs> Close. It's, I get it. We maybe should have, but <laughs> Scooby Dudes Podcast at gmail.com. One out of four ain't bad. No. <laughs> Do you have, um, are you on TikTok, um, Instagram? Uh, one of the YouTube? half of the Scooby Dudes are on TikTok oh. as. Uh, uh, the real Britney Spears ex. No, no, no. Look, Kevin you Federline, can find me K-Fed on TikTok. Official. I haven't made a video in a while. At KFed Official. That's on TikTok. You can also find me on Facebook where I read romance novels at BTCW Evan mm-hmm. uh, uh, at Facebook. So Facebook.com slash BTCW Evan. Between you know the covers with There's Evan. a lot of people like boycotting Facebook because they're bad at stifling hate speech. And I'm like, should I have chosen this as my platform? Maybe we can figure out a different platform for you or something. Or mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not cool enough for Twitch. That stuff. Maybe you can make it to Mixer. Enjoy the last few <laughs> weeks on Mixer. <laughs> the Twilight. You can be the last rat on that sinking ship. The only person creating a new Mixer account. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they'd even let you. If they even process. That is so it. funny. The visual of a rat swimming towards a sinking ship. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, um, as I as I try to say every episode, Ipti Sam, my life partner, you're fine. I like you just fine. Evan, I love you. I love you, Evan. And I really like Bradford N. Smith. Again, you can visit him at, at Hire Bradford on Twitter and on his website, uglybrownshare.wixsite.com. Ipti Sam, Bradford writes Scooby. Ipti Sam, tell me Evan loves me. You know what? Don't, I'm going to... Don't. Don't tell you know, him You know that. what? Before we end this episode, I, I'm... I, I, Keep going. Keep you know, talking. no, forget it. I just realized I don't even need you, Empty Sam. I'm gonna call back Emmy, who looks so much like Evan that probably <laughs> this will be just as good. Let me let me call her up real quick. Let me click into that a few times. Uh, hello. Uh, hey. Oh, hey, Emmy. Oh, hey. it's you. <laughs> Whoa. Hey. Hey, Emmy. That sounds like you're click. talking about Evan. Oh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Rejected so so bluntly. That hurt. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give my mom and dad a call. I'm just gonna call them up. They always tell me they love me. Hey, son. 
<laughs> hey, hey, Dad. And is Mom there? Is that, is is that, is that Luke? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, Mom. It looks like Mom, you're in the background there. I don't there. really want to talk to him. Can you make him an excuse? Tell him I'm busy. Mom, I can hear you a little bit there. It sounds um, like you... Tell him I'm not here. Okay. I heard really want to talk to well, him. Mom, Mom's outside. She can't come back inside for a while. I That's actually a... do need to come inside. I'm going to go to the kitchen to get a drink. But <laughs> she, if you could just tell him I'm not here. She'll be outside for the rest of the day. Hey, Mom, it looks like Mom's p- uh, carrying an acoustic guitar. Mom, are you learning guitar? Do you, do you, have you not talked to me about that? or Do you want me to talk? Do you want to learn a couple chords? I'm not here. Uh, uh, what's, what's, what's the term? It's, uh, it's lamp shit. Uh, uh. Gas, 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 gas light him. Gas lamp, gas lamp. She's gas lamping. Are you, you're not even going to go through the effort of gaslighting me. You're just going to say gaslight. <laughs> like indicate that I should be gaslit right now. Gaslight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's just like one of those signs in a, in a gas station. Just like the neon light. Okay. It says well, uh, nice 259 a gallon. You. Nice talking to you. Love you. Bye. I, I love, I got, I got the love you. I got it. <laughs> in your face, AD Sam. In your face, Evan. I am loved. <laughs> this silence is is almost. <laughs> this is definitely worse. It doesn't. <laughs> the love wasn't as good as that silence was bad. Mm-hmm.